Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the latest PR Moment Podcast. Uh, And for those regular listeners amongst you, you'll be familiar. This is a bonus podcast we do uh, where we chat about Rajar's latest results. And this time around, we're talking about the Q4 Rajar results from 2023. Um, For those of you who are not aware of Rajar, it was established in 1992 and operates the single audience measurement system for the radio industry in the UK. Uh, And each quarter, it publishes the listenership figures for UK radio. Uh, And this is, needless to say, an interesting insight for PR people out there um, about how the UK public engages with radio as a channel. Uh, And on the show today, we've got Alex Blakemore, who is newsroom producer at Marketeers, and he's going to talk us through these latest Rajar results. I should say thanks so much to our Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. And a quick mention about the relaunch of Moment. If you take a look at PRCA.com, you'll see a brand new design with lots of new features, hopefully easier navigation, and also the launch of our new subscription training service for senior folks within agencies, PR Moment leaders. Do take a look and let us know if you like it. Alex, welcome to the show. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure. Um, go on. Here's a challenge for you. Give us your your top line uh, interpretation of uh, the Q4 radio results. Yeah, these are the figures, Ben, that uh, take us up to the end of December last year, so 2023. And it's fair to say that um, it's pretty steady in terms of the amount of people that are engaging with radio and listening to radio um, each week. Um, there's been a bit of a battle, hasn't there, um, over the last few podcasts that we've discussed between the BBC and commercial um, and it's fair to say that probably this time around, commercial radio is is very much on the rise um, and is really uh, challenging the BBC and, and their share. Just to give you some top headline figures, 88% of the UK population listen to radio every single week. Um, that's around 49.5 million adults. Um, very, very steady on uh, the, the last quarter of uh, 2023. In terms of hours, and this is interesting to note that 20.5 hours per week is the average listening time of live radio, Ben. So that's people listening as and when it's uh, going out on the airways. Um, And if you compare that to uh, television, which is only about 19.7 hours, so people are still finding um, radio a more popular way of of getting content, listening to content, whether that be in their cars, while they're cooking dinner, that sort of thing. There's also been, uh, as, and we spoke about this again a few times, a bit of a shift in terms of how people are listening as well. Um, 31% of people listen to live radio via a smartphone or tablet at least once a month now. Um, and 13% of people are using catch-up radio to listen again. So we've spoken about podcasts, but actually radio is now something that's growing as a catch-up um, side of things as well. People may be wanting to listen to those mixtapes that they heard again or they missed you know they missed a certain celebrity that they wanted to hear so they're using catch-up features like bbc sounds and things like that to to get that as well so you know a really interesting set of results for people who are in the world of pr who are looking to you know look at radio as a a platform to get the message across it's still going strong and and give us that number then what what, what's the the average number of hours uh, a person in the uk an adult, I should say, in the UK listens to the radio each week. So it's 20.5 hours a week. So, you know, almost a day, you could argue, per week that people are listening and engaging with this content. It's mad, isn't it? Um, and I suppose the, I mean, it's hard to say, but as, so, so the numbers of people listening is, is roughly 
Broad, broadly similar, but the BBC's gone down. Is that right? Is that is that is that in essence what those percentages are happening are saying? Yeah. So whenever we speak about the BBC versus commercial reach kind of race, um, it's always pretty there or thereabouts 50-50. The BBC has lost a little bit of its share of radio listening in this last quarter four radar results. Um, It's 43% now. It was 47% last time we spoke on quarter three. Um, It now has, uh, commercial radio now has about 7.8 million more listeners than the BBC. Um, So commercial radio has had a really good set of results. It's shown really that there's been a sustained increase in commercial radio listening. Um, They, you know, the length of time people are listening has also increased. The total um, hours have grown by around 19%. Um, Also interesting to note that um, there's now sort of 3.5 million more listeners tuning tuning into commercial stations compared to five years ago. So that could be a mix of commercial radio as, you know, it's really knowing its audience. Um, it's really building a, a brand. Um, it, you know, there's also a lot more choice in terms of the commercial world now as well. If you think about um, the greatest hits network, there's 63 stations just in that one network now. So the actual choice that they have um, as a listener is is much wider. It's, I mean, it's sort of the market's maturing a bit, isn't it? I mean, it feels an odd thing to say, bearing in mind this is already a very mature market. but. Um, that 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 choice that is is the consumers or the customers have is 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 vast and it's kind of I suppose it's almost um, taken. It's hard for the BBC to compete when it goes to those many different channels, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, and I think we've spoken about the change within the BBC. We've spoken about the Ken Bruce effect over the last year or so. It's almost a year now since he joined the Greatest Hits Network from Radio Two. We've seen that slightly sort of simmer down a little bit in terms of that switch from Radio Two to the Greatest Hits Network. Um, but we've also seen changes in um, local radio at the BBC as well. Um, a lot more syndication in programming um, and a lot of, you know, people might have lost the presenters that they loved um, from their BBC local um, station. So maybe they've looked to go elsewhere and that provides opportunity as well, you know, for PR people that people are moving and, you know, it's it may be time to try and get your message on different platforms, things like that, because, you know, people are listening in, in different ways. Um, and, and this is the first radio result since we've seen that change of from of more syndicated content across various BBC um, radio channels. Is that right? Yeah, it's the first set of results to reflect those recent changes. Right. There has it, been. Is it is it easy? To, can you sort of interpret? Well, is it is it? Can you? Is this change? Uh, well, we don't know. I guess whether it's a direct result of that, but it 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 seems like it might well be. Yeah. And I think, as I said, people are losing their favourite centres. There's been um, some movement within that. And it will take a little little bit of time to get used to and settle down. Those new presenters have come into those syndicated programmes. They're trying to create their own brand, their own image. Um, and that does take a little bit of time to, to seep through. I mean, there has been some successes. If you look at the likes of BBC Coventry and Warwickshire, they're up um, from 56,000 to 64,000. BBC Kent has gone to 142 thousand from 130,000. So there is some success stories in there. And it's important to note as well, Ben, we're talking about these syndicated programming, the breakfast programs and the morning shows. So anything from 6am until 2pm on weekdays is still very local. So each of the 30 or so um, BBC local radio uh, stations will still have their very own breakfast show, their very own morning show. So 
Right. There has been change, but people still love BBC Local. They still want to know what's going on in the local community, and the BBC is still offering that. Okay. Um, go on, give us a few highlights of particular success stories um, um, that uh, that have caught your eye. This yeah, should we should we stick with the commercial stations? Yeah. Because I think yeah. they've had some real success. So if you look at the Heart Network, they're up from 8.58 million to 8.83 million. Um, Heart Breakfast with uh, Jamie and Amanda. That's the biggest commercial breakfast show in the UK with 3.8 million weekly listeners. Um, also, we're in an, ele- an election year now. Towards the end of the year, we'll be seeing the elections. Um, so we've got to look at those talk stations as well. The likes of LBC News, which is up from 745,000 to 110,000. Um, we can also look at the likes of Talk Radio. They're up um, to 725,000 from 690,000. And uh, an interesting one to note as well, GB News Radio, which um, directly just basically streams the audio from their um, TV channel. It's been going for a few years now. Um, That has now got a reach of 430,000. To put that into some context, Times Radio only has a reach of 492,000. So something that is literally taking audio from TV has got a huge reach really on the radio side. Yeah, makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, it just shows that, you know, as long as the content's really good and you can create that sort of loyal following. um, And also it's offering something a little bit different. Um, You know, you might have seen some headlines about GB News and, you know, it's a startup. So it's always going to have bumps in the road. But if you look across the the schedule, it's got some really talented presenters. It does some really, really great interviews. Um, We've seen plenty of uh, clients have really successful campaigns with with the likes of GB News and it's going on radio, too. and podcasting continues to grow, doesn't it? There's some interesting stats there, both in terms of the popularity uh, and the channel of choice, I suppose, for, for podcasts. Or should I just say radio on demand? It's, it's you know, it's kind of evolving all the time, that market, isn't it? Yeah, we I discussed this as sort of the headline at, at the top in terms of that 13% using catch-up radio and, you know, how people now are wanting to listen when they can. And, and I know there's been a bit of a push at the BBC for, for more podcasting, and it is a extremely... Um, you know, crowded market. And I think a lot more people are are listening to podcasts. But I think the positive for, for radio is that people are listening for 20 hours a week live. So although there is that popularity of podcasts, people still love to tune into radio. And there's something about listening to it live. I think, Ben, every presenter will say you, you know, it's a very personal medium radio. People speak specifically to you um, and you don't really get that so much on a podcast. Um, you're almost like a fly on the wall most of the time in terms of listening to that or whatever the story is, whereas radio, they're talking directly to you. Um, and I think people love that. You mentioned before a year of sport. We've got Olympics and Euros. I mean, what are, what are PR people need to think about that? We're, we're about six months out. What, what do, we, do they need to start planning yet? Yeah, I think it's a huge opportunity. Um, If you look at some of the sport programming, Talk Sport Network is um, 3.342 million, up slightly from 3.2 million. Um, And with that big year with the Olympics in Paris, we've got the Euros as well. Um, It's an opportunity for PR people to really tap into those big events. It's We always know, don't we, you know, especially in the Euros or where Team GB, if they're doing really well, um, the country really gets behind them. Um, And then it's not just an opportunity to get onto those sports programs. It's also an opportunity to get on the likes of maybe those commercial stations like your hearts, your capitals. A a really good example of that is um, when the Ashes were on last year and we were working with the English Cricket Board. um, We had, you know, um, Jamie taking on um, 
you know, some of the bowlers in the England team just for like some more fun, lighthearted content. Um, so I think it's a way of, you know, using sport as a peg to get you in onto those stations, but you can also be quite creative with it. You don't necessarily have to have a sports person as your main spokesperson. Right. So it's sponsors and guests and, 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 and trying to, I suppose, have some fun with it. Um, and talking of fun, we've got, we've got the elections coming up, haven't we? So um, that's a bit more of a tricky one, is it, for, for, for PR people to think about how they want to get involved with that or, or not? Yeah, it is tricky, but there's also a lot of opportunity there. Um, we have got a big year for elections. The likes of LBC News will be will be looking at that quite strongly as an opportunity to get more listeners. I mean, if you look at LBC as as a station, it's got about three million weekly listeners. Nick Ferrari at Breakfast, um, which actually Nick's been on for twenty years. Can you believe it? On that show last month, um, that has an audience of one point three million listeners. It's grown in reach hours and share in the past quarter as well. Um, so they'll be looking for um, stories around that political landscape. Um, but also, um, we'll also hit uh, a time where we move into Perda. So this is where broadcasters will be really wary about giving any sort of political message. Um, they won't be able to speak to any guests that are running for any particular party. And that actually opens up a real good opportunity for people within um, the PR side of things to look at different ways of getting on because um, they could maybe go for the more lighthearted stories, the more featurey stories, that light relief. So around all the, the coverage of the elections and the political landscape, Every broadcaster will also be looking for that light relief or that different different side or angle on a different story that isn't on politics. So, um, yeah, it's definitely worth uh, PR people thinking about how they can really um, benefit from that and that period of time. Brilliant. Alex Blakemore, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Ben. Uh, really appreciate you having me. Really interested to talk about some of the changes and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.